0: and welcome to another episode of the debutant report. I'm your host Michael Long back again to break down week 2 of Australian Survivor brains versus brawn. And what a week we've had. We've had such high-level gameplay. It's been very frantic, very intense. Can't wait to break it down yet again this week. And with me again for our second episode is my sister Emma Jane. Emma Jane, how are you?
1: Hi, Michael. I'm well, thank you. I have been watching the Olympics as well as Survivor. Um, yeah, how have you been?
0: Yeah, that's good. that's good to hear. It's been definitely a busy week with the Olympics starting. How good has Australia been going as well? It's been great to see the green and gold doing so well in the Olympics. Yeah, I've been watching, of course, Survivor. Uh, it's been a very hectic week. Um, how did you find this week? What's out to you?
1: Yeah, this week was Very, very, very interesting. Well, I think what stood out to me the most was, I guess, the amount of advantages or idols in play and the twist at the end, not twist, but an extra special um, thing that happened at the end of of episode, was it six?
0: Yeah, it's... It was definitely a frantic week. We saw so many idols and advantages. I'm sure, like, from memory, this is the most advantages we've seen at the earliest stage of the season. I don't know. I'd have to go back into the Survivor archives and have a look. But,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: there's been so much strategy talk going on so far. And it's only, what, day? It's only been two weeks into the season.
1: Yeah. I always cheer for whoever's going idol hunting, cheering for them in hope that they would find... An idol or something. Um, but I think now it's like it feels as if every single player is just like, okay, I'm just going to find an idol that will keep me safe. I've got the power, I have an idol. But yeah, we'll see how it ends up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks like every second person is now finding an idol or an advantage. Uh, we'll definitely get into that as we go through each episode. But one thing that stood out to me this week was the spectrum of casting. Like, of course, every season you're not going to have every player be great television and great characters. I mean, very rarely has that ever happened in Survivor. I think season 2017 of Australian Survivor was probably the one where I'd say 80% of the cast was um, a strong player and a strong character. But this season, I think we've definitely got that spectrum. We've got, I'd say, a lot of players at the top end of good TV characters and then we've got a few duds I'd say in the mix I'm not going to say who but we've definitely got a few characters that a few red shirts that you probably haven't heard of before I mean Australian Survivor likes to do that and likes to draw out their story where we don't really hear from a character for ages like Benji in season 2018 didn't get a confessional until episode nine and he ended up having the most confessionals of the season so yeah, we haven't seen oh, everyone yeah. just yet, but from the first two weeks of episodes we've seen, there's definitely that gap between the t- big TV characters that are getting a lot of screen time and a l- few characters that have had confessionals, but just don't seem like the best casting for this season. I don't know, what do you think?
1: Mm, I think, I'm not too sure, I, I don't mind. I guess, yeah, you're right. There's definitely a lot of different personalities casted. I, I think I like that though. Not everyone is going to have, I guess, everything the same or similar. So that makes it interesting.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a long way to go. Um, yeah, we definitely have to see how it all turns out. You never know. It's like a red shirt or a purple edit might seem like that at the moment, but you get to the end and they'll be one of the main characters. You never know. Anyway, let's break down episode one of this week on the Sunday. We saw Benny go home this in this episode, and I think... It might have been my fault. I might. Have, it might have been commentator's curse. I predicted Benny would do well in last week's episode and then he gets voted out in the first episode of week two. It was very yeah. sad to see Benny go. I had high hopes for Benny, but loose lips sync ships, I guess, in the end.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. I, maybe we thought that, yeah, you were saying how people have like red, shut, purple at it. Maybe you were thinking he was the guy, you know, he might just come out after Merge and be like, I am this champion and then but his Alliance probably thought this guy's way too dangerous. He's just spilling all our secrets. We probably should get rid of him now. But I think maybe the Alliance should have gotten rid of Simon in the previous tribal council instead of Gavin, because maybe Gavin would have worked with them somehow. I don't know, but it seems like Simon is a much bigger threat now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the second chance that the majority alliance has had the chance to take out Simon, and they ha- and they didn't take their shot. I mean, they almost did. It just was Danny getting in the way.
1: Yeah, Danny again flips on the alliance and just votes out for Benny.
0: Yeah, it's the second episode in a row we see Danny as a swing vote and trying to upset the apple cart, but I think they made the wrong move in this case. Like, going into this tribal, it's still early in the game. You still want to keep your numbers strong. The majority yeah. alliance came into this tribal with a 6-4 advantage. That's a clear advantage. I mean, you get rid of one of the, one of the minority. You're sitting pretty at 6-3, possibly heading into a swap and looking in pretty good odds. But now they choose, well, Danny chose in this instance to flip his vote at the last minute onto Benny and force a 5-5. Five, five. Mm. I mean, Benny, yes, he was a loose cannon. I mean, he spilt the beans talking to Danny about who the target was. Didn't perform too well yeah. in the challenge. I mean, that might have just been the edit. We didn't see too many good sides of Benny. But I think I think they made the wrong move.
1: Okay, who do you think they or what do you think they should have done? Oh, easily. Danny, Danny
0: screwed up this vote. Like, Simon should have been an easy vote out. I mean, yes, he's good. the audience might have lost a good TV character. But in a logical, strategic sense, Simon was the right move. Like, forget about challengeability, forget about all that. Numbers is what matters early in the game. Like, if you get yourself a really strong alliance, forget about challenges. Even if you lose the challenge, you have the majority. You can fed out whoever you want.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Dumb move on the majority alliance's part. But we saw Benny go. Sad so to lose Benny. Um, I had high hopes for him. Um, anything else from this episode that brought out to you you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, uh, not for this episode. I'm keen to get on to the next couple to break it down and see what happens.
0: Just one more thing. Um, from this episode, I was a bit impressed with Gerald. Gerald has actually done a really good job of solidifying himself in the Alliance and in the tribe. I mean, in the cold opens at the start of each episode, he was having a pretty good time modeling in front of the, in front of the tribe and seems to be in everyone's good books. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed with Gerald and how he played this episode and also the next couple in the week.
1: Yeah, I'm keen to see how Gerald is. He's quite. He seems quite um, strategic and knows what's going on. Yeah, he's doing well in his alliance. Yeah.
0: Big up to Gerald, doing well. Moving on to the second episode of this week, Monday's episode, this was probably an interesting episode to say the least. We saw who went home here. Mitch went home in a blindside a big blindside what did you think of this episode straight up of course we have to talk about George and his idol and how he played this idol I want to get your take on how he played this idol what did you think was it the right move to play it for himself
1: I think because he pulled it out so early I think that was too early maybe he should have kept it a secret and then pulled it out at tribal well at least he played it and saved himself but Maybe he would have done it in a better way. What are your thoughts? I know you might have you might have a really good idea about
0: how he should play this. Yeah, well, it's always better to play your idol than go home with it in your pocket. I'm sure you can remember both of us watching this episode at home and you could just see me just concentrating super hard at what George should have done in this situation. I have a few ideas about how he should have played this. When you're on Survivor and when you've got an idol, you might be thinking, oh, I've got two options here. I either play it or I don't play it. But I think there's a third option here that many people don't often think about. You can play it for someone else in the tribe. And I think that could have been a more significant move for George should he have played his idol. Um, So let's run through each situation um, separately. So the first one is the one that happened. George played the idol for himself. Now he plays the idol for himself. Yes, he's safe, but he's still in a minority. He doesn't win any, any trust. Yes. He might've played his idol correctly, in a strategic yeah, he sense, sets himself. but he goes back to camp and is still in the same position. He's one less numbered now because, assuming the alliance would have um, voted out a member of the minority, so he's lost a number, and he hasn't won any social capital from this round. This round at tribal, so playing it for himself probably a low percent of chance of being a good move. Second situation, he doesn't play the idol. If he doesn't play the idol. Yes, it's a big, big flashy move. It puts an even bigger target on him now because he has the idol if he goes back to camp. Yeah. I don't think he would have won many Alliance members in that either because he was flaunting his idol around.
1: But that makes him unsafe for that next tribal council. So if he played his idol, now he will have to go find another idol.
0: That's true. He does have an advantage when he when he gets back to camp in the form of an idol, but his target has increased. Yeah. Third option, he plays it for someone else. Now, the way that George played this, he was wearing his idol around his neck. This is what we call implied immunity because the chances of him not playing it is less than the chance that he has that he has immunity. So, he has implied immunity in this sense given that he's shown his idol to his tribe. His tribe now thinks We can't vote out George. By playing it on someone else, one, you potentially pull off an even bigger blindside, save a member of your alliance, build trust with that member even more so, and you go back to camp with a slightly better chance of doing well in the next tribal. Like, of course, it's harder to know who to play the idol for um, because there's so much variance. There's so many different people you could play it on and the chances of you getting it right are quite low. If you do get it right, I think that is a big, big move. I mean, we saw Werner do that in Survivor South Africa Philippines. Probably one of the biggest moves of that season uh, where he saved Katinka in the Mm -hmm. final five and managed to get himself into the final four. Sorry, he didn't save Katinka. He saved Jean and voted out Katinka. Yeah. um, And managed to put himself in a good good position on paper at the final four. Uh, It didn't end up working out for him after that, but it was a big, big move that could have had really good... Um, outcomes for him. And then we saw another example where it didn't work out. Russell Hance, season 2018, Champions vs. Contenders. He was in a bad spot from the start. He found an idol. He flaunted it to his tribe. When I was first watching that season, the fact that he didn't play his idol, I thought it was a bad move. But now that I see it, his best move was not to play the idol. And that's what he said in his exit interview. And now I start to believe it a bit more. I think George could have done the same thing, although he doesn't have the same skill set as Russell Hance. So, if it had worked for Russell, it would have been seen as a great move. Had George had done it, I don't think he would have been able to pull it off as well as Russell could have.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different options on how to play the idol.
0: Yeah, there definitely is. Sorry, I went on for a bit too long there about my own analysis. I kind of uh, went off track there, but th- that's no, my you pick- know what?
1: a lot, so that's good.
0: That's good. That's just me giving my opinion. But we saw Mitch go home and I felt bad for Mitch. I thought he was in a pretty good spot in his tribe. I think he got a bit unlucky given that Joey had snuffed out the situation and managed to get the votes back onto Mitch. also feel bad for George in this situation. He thought he had Rachel and Hayley on his side and they just ended up flipping on him. The way he handled that situation back at camp the next day probably wasn't as great. But Mm I think Rachel and Haley could have had the chance to make a really big move, and they decided to play it safe. I don't know; it's still early days.
1: Yeah, I think they maybe they wanted to to work with that larger group. Um, maybe they thought that was who they wanted to work with.
0: Mm. Just going back to the idol, the way that um, the fact that George was flaunting his idol at camp. What did you think of that? Do you think that was the right thing to do, or should he have kept it? A secret
1: um i think he should have kept it a secret i think yeah he should have waited um and then maybe pulled it out at tribal council or yeah maybe he could have told well he told his alliance to tell your alliance and then pull it out at tribal but yeah what about you what did you think of that
0: i think I mean, it's a big move. I think it is a low percentage play, though. I mean, it does give you implied immunity, but the the fact that you need to pick the right target to play idol on being a very low percentage of getting that right. I think that's where it might end up going wrong. Like an idol, an idol is a big tool in the game. I think it is a bigger, an even bigger social tool. I mean, you can form alliances super well. With an, with an idol i mean we've seen that countless seasons in countless previous seasons of any international season of survivor particularly an australian survivor as well people are drawn to the fact that you have an idol and they're willing to form a an alliance with you i think we saw that with Sean in a couple of the seasons she played and she was a very great social player i think yeah. he should have told think- his alliance to people that he trusts and that would have built that bond even stronger. Yeah. As we see in the next episode, George didn't do that well in keeping his alliance with him.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, it's uh it's tricky. It's so many decisions and you know, each decision you make has so many different consequences and variables involved.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of variables and I think just touching on this Monday episode, before we move on, I think Joey's now in a really great position. He's got his good, he's got a very strong alliance. Um, he managed to get out, and I guess, another swing vote in the in the tribe um, and he's managed to put himself in a good position. Everyone seems to like him. He he comes off to me as a bit of a Luke, um, someone who's yeah. easy to get along with, big character, gives great confessionals. Um, yeah, everyone seems drawn to him the
1: bronze tribe seem to like him and that's why they chose him to join them on their reward in the next episode.
0: Yeah, let's actually touch on that. So going into Tuesday's episode, Braun again win another reward challenge, dominating the reward challenges so far this season. And, yeah, as a part of winning their reward, they get to bring Joey back to camp. Do you think this was the right decision by Braun to take Joey back to their camp? And do you think Joey played it well?
1: So I think that the option should have been take two people or maybe like three people Mm. from the Brains tribe, take more people across to have the reward, just so that maybe they there's an opportunity for more of the Brains people to make a further connection. Because I think this actually maybe puts a target on Joey's back because they're wondering, oh, no, now what's going to happen over there on that tribe?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. Joey could have definitely definitely have been in danger going into Tribal Council that, as we know now, that brain's lost in the immunity. But it just goes to show how great Joey's social game is and the fact that his alliance still stayed strong with him uh, and didn't look at him as a threat at all. So, yeah, he's been mm, yeah, playing pretty well.
1: We haven't really heard much from Laura and we only just got a package from Georgia, so... I'm wondering, um, yeah, how they seem to always agree and agree with what Joey has put forward in their alliance.
0: Yeah, he definitely seems the leader at the moment. Or everyone else just might be a sheep and just going along with the flow at the moment. Still early days. I don't think they, they are playing too hard at the moment, but everyone else seems to be playing a lot harder than they are. So maybe they need to keep up. Moving on, or staying on episode three, actually... Brains lose the immunity challenge. They sat way out of a puzzle challenge. Right move, wrong move. Well, now we know it's the wrong move, but how surprising was that? They sat way out in the key position that we know that she can win the challenge in.
1: Yeah, I thought she would be on the puzzle, but I think what put them off was the strong physical part at the beginning where they had to collect the keys For the puzzle to unlock the puzzle pieces, so I feel that she might not, she might have been too like slow for to keep up with them. But I don't know. I um, that was just their decision that they made. I'm not sure what Wei thought, but yeah. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I have to say the challenges this week were a lot more physical than in last week. I mean, yes, every survivor challenge is physical, but the puzzle component, the great equalizer at the end. Uh, was a lot more balanced in terms of Brains having a chance of winning. I mean, we saw in this one, the final final part of the challenge was tossing the ball up onto, I don't know what you call it, a cradle. And yeah. no offence to Brains, but there was very little chance that Brains was going to win that one at the very end, even if they've made it into a position where they could tie it up with Braun. Yeah. yeah, it just seemed a bit lopsided this week. But that's how Survivor is. Every challenge... Isn't suited to every single tribe, so it's how it yeah, goes. Fair enough. River I long. think
1: the puzzles, though, are definitely the, a good thing to put in the end as the equalizer. I mean, even if you're losing really badly, you can still come up at the end and just maybe win by just completing second, um, a second puzzle by like it could be a second or come down to a close finish. So I think, yeah, puzzles yeah, are I- <laughs> really great, but also. The physical challenge also pretty good um i like the team like each person has to have a role in the whole challenge each person had to get their own collect the ball and then throw it at themselves so i guess that was that's pretty cool everyone's involved but yeah so
0: <laughs> yeah i know that- <laughs> i know how much you love the puzzle at the end so uh, it was a bit sad not to see that in the immunity challenge this episode um but we'll move on we saw Brains lose the immunity challenge going back to tribal council and the minority of four have a chance of taking out one of the majority six majority six Uh, majority six were a bit confused as to if there was an idol and whether they should split their votes we see that they're looking to pull way over to get a 7-3 majority and then be able to split the votes to 4-3-3 way ends up flipping over and, on top of that, she tells her alliance that she's flipping. I mean, what even?
1: Yeah, I, I'm i not sure. I think Joey did well to persuade Wei, but I think... I'm not sure why Wei told her alliance, because that definitely would have, you know, destroyed the trust in her or, you know, the relationship there. But I think... Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting, though, that um, the majority suspected an idol. Usually you don't really see idols come in every single tribal or every single time. So good on them for suspecting that. And also well done to Kara for finding an idol with her, with um, George. But yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of good gameplay all around here, Um, except for in this instance, wait... Just why on earth would you go back to your alliance, tell them to your face that you're feeling shaky about this vote? I mean, Minority Alliance, she was so crucial for their plan to work. The fact that she flipped over had completely destroyed their plans altogether. Like, yeah. Mm.
1: She probably didn't know. She probably didn't. She's probably felt, I don't know, maybe she felt more comfortable with with switching over to majority, but... Yeah, maybe that's what
0: she thought. Yeah, I definitely feel bad for George in this situation. I know he's a polarising character, but he worked so hard to try to pull a plan together. He knew he was in the minority. I mean, he didn't manage the relationships well back at camp um, after the last tribal. I mean, we saw George try to, I guess, be a bit friendly towards him, but he was just having none of it. Like, Survivor's a, a social game, first and foremost, and the fact that you're pushing away someone who might become an ally yeah. with you. It's just not good gameplay. You got to put put away whatever happened in the last round at Tribal and move on from that. But in this instance... Inci- yeah, in, in this instance with Wei, I don't know if she can come back from this. Like, yes, she's in the majority, but she's at the bottom of that alliance. And George isn't going to want to work with Wei now in the future. I mean, he might be forced to. But I don't think that's going to work out too well, given that... She, she said to George's face, I am not working with you anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll see how that tribe dynamic works out going forward. But going into tribal council, Kara ends up playing her idol for George. Correct move in terms of picking the target, but it was just unfortunate that uh, the majority alliance managed to split their votes correctly. And Kara unfortunately got voted out. After playing an idol correctly on paper it just ended up landing back on her the vote i felt very bad for her in that situation well we'll see what happens next but in that situation I felt very bad for kara
1: yeah i liked kara from the start um even though we didn't get to see much of her but yeah i i agree i don't know i we'll see what happens afterwards though but yeah she's very nice very nice to play her idol for george and to I guess play it correctly. It was just the majority that chose the right target and Way for but even though Way voted for George, she still it was still the wrong person. So maybe she could have mm. asked like who they were gonna play the idol on and then change her vote. But I don't know. Maybe that was something else.
0: Yeah, I think that was a better way for Way to have managed her relationships a bit better. So she could be, I guess, a swing vote or working on both sides, now she's rooted herself with the majority alliance, which is good, but she's at the bottom of that alliance. I mean, if an idol's played in the next tribal or a swap happens, I don't think she's in good graces with too many people in that tribe still. It was definitely an interesting end to that tribal, though. We saw Kara get voted out. We're feeling all bad for Kara. Then we see that she's... Been granted a second chance and is going to go join the Braun tribe for next week i'm going to be very interested to see what happens i just want to hear what you think kara's experience is going to be on the Braun tribe um yeah, yeah. what do you think about what's going to happen
1: um, no i agree with you with this this that she wasn't she was voted out but she's got to go have a chance on the brawn tribe. I was clapping for her because, you know, I was sad to see her leave, but now she's got, you know, second chance. I'm in the bronze tribe. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting because over there the bronze tribe there's a majority of five, I think, five to four. or well, it's very close. So people would really want to work with her to get um, her on their side. I'm not sure, though, how it will look like. You know, you don't actually know what's going to happen until you get there. Or until we see the episode next week. But yeah, what about you? What do you think?
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. Like in traditional survival we go back to the very early days of survivor, getting put onto another tribe and you being the odd person out, you're instantly gonna be going home in the next tribal. Like there yeah. was no way of survivor. There was no way of survival without having an idol or having like some people in your alliance move A over friend. with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this situation, Cara is in a very powerful position. Like there are two alliances who do not like each other and they're both wanting an extra number. I mean, we, yeah. s- we have a few people in the middle like Daini and um, maybe some people are looking a little shaky. So having Kara there as an extra number is so valuable to either of those alliances on the Braun tribe. I think she's in a pretty good spot. I don't think she's going to get voted out anytime soon, I don't think. And... I think she looks like to be, well, this might be calling it a bit early. I think she's a final tribal goat. She's oh. been voted out. No one's going to, I don't think she's going to get many votes at final tribal council, oh. simply on the premise like that she was voted out.
1: Yes. Like a Tara. Oh, okay. I see that. I think that's actually a good idea. But also too, what about, I was thinking Wei could be that position as well, but we don't know. They could just be oh yeah, who else do we vote for? Okay, everyone has the same idea, let's just vote out that person. Maybe we don't know, but I think that's very, very far thinking Michael.
0: Yeah, it's a bit there's still a long way to go, but um, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens there. Um, I just want to touch on something a bit before that we might have missed, and that's the fact that Simon... Now has two idols. I mean, that's crazy to have two idols so early in the game. I mean, we're on, what, day 13? And someone has two I idols? I
1: definitely agree with you.
0: Yeah, there's so many just trinkets already in this season. Um, I'm not sure that's the best thing that Australian Survivor can go for. I mean, yes, it does look nice and flashy on TV. Someone plays an idol. Whoa, big blindside. But the fact that now players are relying on idols to survive yeah. in this game, that leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like that they did put an idol in the reward. I think they should have put a an advantage or something else because yeah. I feel like now people are just getting, oh, yeah, I need this idol because I'll be safe or something like that. So I think a an advantage would have been better, maybe an advantage in the next Reward challenge, or maybe like, oh yeah, you get to go here to like Ghost Island or something like that. Something, yeah. <laughs> Ghost I don't Island. Know, but... This
0: isn't Ghost Island ever, Jay.
1: Maybe like this billabong. <laughs> Getting sent to this billabong, and you know, maybe there's like another moral dilemma or something like that. That'll yeah, be interesting. that would have been interesting. I don't know. Just, I
0: think, yeah, two other having having the idol. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I, f- I feel like having more idols in the game is going to give people... Or it's going to make players want to hold on to them longer. Like, there's no shot clock on this idol. If they're in a solid alliance, they're not going to want to play it. And we might head into a bit of a Ciri situation because if you have more than three idols in the game at one time... If we see, if you go to a final five and you have three people with an idol, one person with immunity, oh. then a person gets voted out by default. So in theory, you can't have more than four more than three idols in the game at one time. Otherwise, your game is broken. So yeah, that's definitely a game mechanic that probably needs to be looked at. I think there's a few too many idols already in this season. But I don't think Simon's the type of person that is going to be thinking too strategically about this. I think this is going to give him a false sense of security and he might be the third person ever in Survivor history to get voted out with two idols in his pocket. That's my prediction. I think Simon is going to get voted out with two idols in his pocket. What do you think of that bold prediction?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like having two idols is such a big advantage because, you know, maybe you can share you know, some secret, oh, yeah, I have an idol, but they don't know you have two idols. So um, it's a very interesting position to be in because, yeah, there is that risk that you could be blindsided and you can go home with two idols. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure. I don't think, yeah, I think Simon's ego is going to get very big and I think he's going to get overconfident and not play them. But I could be wrong. I mean, like I said before, long way of the season to go. And, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, we also yeah, saw, it's been exciting. Yeah, it definitely has been exciting. Uh, we also saw that Gerald, Gerald's playing so well this week, spotted that Simon found an idol, told his alliance. Alliance believed him. Like, he seems to have a really strong alliance. Uh, people trust him. I think Gerald has a good chance of going very far in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, He seems to be very well in his tribe. And, yeah, he's got this information and he's definitely happy to share it with his own alliance. And now they can work with that information to try and maybe blindside him or, yeah, interesting. But, yeah, he's doing very well at the moment.
0: Yeah, he definitely reminds me of a Ben and Ben did very well in his two seasons that he played. So, Maybe is another Ben. We'll have to wait and see. I think this goes to show once again that an idol. Yes, it's very powerful. However, knowing where the idol is, I think, is more critical than actually holding an idol. Yeah. Because knowing where the idol is, you can plan your moves. You can play it however you really want to. Knowing that there is an idol that someone has, and they could play it. They don't
1: know that the other tribe or the other alliance knows that they have an idol. So this guy's probably thinking, oh, I'm so powerful, I have an idol, and no one else knows. But actually, people do know about it.
0: Yeah, we might end up seeing some level three and level four level of thinking here, which could be really interesting. I've yet to see anyone go into level four, so we'll have to wait and see there. But Mm -hmm. there was a lot to break down in these three episodes. Was there anything that I missed, Emma-Jane? Um.
1: There's so much to talk about. I, I'm i sure we've
0: covered a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of the longer podcasts we've done. Before we go, we always have this segment in our podcast, Quote of the Week. We saw Kez take out Week 1 and we've got a few more quotes for Week 2. Let's see who's going to take out Quote of the Week for Week 2. I've got a few nominations. Let's go through them right now. Are you ready for this, Emma-Jane?
1: I'm ready.
0: Awesome. Okay, first one comes from Baden, and just picture Baden and the, uh, is trying to talk about some of the players in his tribe and what he thinks of them. So this one, he's talking about George, and it goes, "I think George is maybe a sociopath or something along those lines." Oh, Baden. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, first of all, you don't you probably don't say that on Survivor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so crazy to think now that Baden and George are working together, given that Baden does not like George whatsoever.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it's good though for both of them because they kind of both understand and rely on each other that they do need each other to get further ahead in the game. So I I think this is going to go a bit further than we expected it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely see how it plays out. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, first nomination for Koloid comes from Baden. Second comes from Gerald. Now, Gerald had a couple, but I'm going to pick one. Gerald says, as a dairy farmer, I'm lactose dependent, so I'm feeding my dependency.
1: (laughs) Good job, Gerald.
0: I love Gerald. Gerald is so funny. He definitely has that, like, country boy farmer vibe going. I think he's endearing to a lot of people, not just on the island, but at home as well watching. Great quote from Gerald. Moving on to our final nomination, comes from Joey. Now, Joey had a lot of good quotes this week, but we'll have to only pick one per player, as are the rules that I'm inventing right now, one quote per player per week. This one comes from Joey. Joey has some great quotes, but he's just one of them. Rocks are starting to look edible to me. That's how hungry I am. (laughs) Yeah, the Tim Tam. (laughs) Yeah, the Tim Tam rocks. Oh, so funny. I mean, the editing in Survivor this season has been pretty good. Just
1: Mm. picking
0: out those little funny moments. It's been great. Um, So those are our three nominations. Who's your pick for Quote of the Week, Emma-Jane?
1: They're all pretty good. Um, I thought you were going to add in Kara's idol hunting stick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I broke my stick. Oh, that's an honorable mention for this week. Uh,
1: Okay. No, okay. I think I like, um, I'm going to go with Gerald.
0: Mm.
1: Go with uh, the Dairy Farmer
0: Good on you, Gerald Gerald winning Quote of the Week It's now one point to Gerald, he's on the board Good on you, mate We'll see who wins Quote of the Week by the end of the season That's all I've got so far, Emma-Jane I think uh, that's all we have to talk about Unless I've missed something Last chance to bring up something that I've probably missed um, No, I think
1: we're good for
0: today Awesome, that's a wrap I mean... It's been a really great week of survivors, such high-level gameplay, super excited for next week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm so excited to see what happens next week.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, what have you got going on for yourself this week, Emma-Jane?
1: Um, so this week, i finishing up my internship, and then I'll probably be watching the Olympics. Um, been really exciting watching the highest-level athletes from each country perform. so that's happening this week. Yeah, what about you, Michael?
0: Yeah, it's definitely Olympic season at the moment, um, so, yeah, definitely we'll be get, getting involved with that. Also got this conference coming up, annual conference with the Sydney University Evangelical Union, big conference during the week, even though it's being held online. Great chance to read the Bible, learn about God, have good discussions with people, so pretty excited about that. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm excited for that as well.
0: Should be a really great week. But, yeah, thanks, Emma-Jane, for coming on the podcast yet again. It's been great having you, great talking to you about Survivor. And thank you to you as well, listening to the the second episode of The Debutant Report. Really appreciate it that you made it all the way to the end. Um, It's great that you're getting involved with the podcast, and I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Debutant Report, and also let me know your thoughts on these three episodes this week on Survivor on Twitter at debutant report if you agreed disagreed or want to rant to me about whatever you want <laughs> hit me up on twitter i'm keen to hear your thoughts yeah thanks for tuning in once again hope to see you next week on another episode of the debutant report week three of australian survivor brains versus brawn we'll see you then have a good one guys see you later
1: thanks for having me bye bye